What is up, everybody? You know the deal. See the floor podcast. You're here with the brothers, your boys, man. It's your boy K Malone, Ryan Wilson, and we have a great episode for y'all, man. We are here. We're live in the studio. You know what it is. You ready, brother? Let's get it. Welcome in, everybody. See the floor podcast. Your boy came alone. Ryan Wilson. Man, we're going to get straight to the point. You know why we're here. It's Thursday, Wednesday. Woj, Ramona Shelburne, dropped a bomb on us. James Harden gets what he asked for. We back in action. Brooklyn Nets. Out of Houston. A lot of turmoil. Some things said on the way out. <laughs> and, and and now we're here. KD, Kyrie, James Harden. Big three. What you thinking? I mean, it's it's interesting because, like I said, this is what he asked for. Uh, clearly, he went to Houston with no intention of staying. Uh, left that man John Wall high and dry. You know, everybody else high and dry. Didn't feel that connection with the coach, not who he would have wanted. But like I said, now he's in Brooklyn. And it's 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 gonna be interesting like you know if you if you're John Wall you got a bad taste in your mouth oh I definitely do and I and I I give him a lot of credit for his interview yesterday of not um you know going that route yeah of of letting it be known but you know he was like look I mean this you know I'm here to play and and granted for John Wall he he's worked his tail off to get back yeah and to get to a point where he is serviceable and he definitely um, would have been a good running mate had um, him and James Harden ever be able to get on the same page. I feel like it's going to be like some kind of KD Russell Westbrook beef. I, I, I hope it gets spicy. I hope when they do get a chance to match up, I hope it's spicy. I know DeMarcus Cousins, he mentioned, you know, the disrespect, you know, started before the comments made yesterday about – that it can't be fixed and it won't work. That yeah. just his whole approach, how he came into training camp with the whole team. Yeah. So. So speaking on the big three, mm. how do you feel about you know today's game players teaming up like that? I mean, you see it. They're I mean they're jockeying for that position. They're lobbying for each other, trying to figure out who is the uh, best fit. And um, like I said, I would hope that this version of James Harden and KD is still a good fit like how they were in Oklahoma City, I think KD's personality might be the best to mesh with Harden in terms of he's just not a boisterous guy, and I think he can somewhat get his point across to James and hopefully have to respect it. And I hope James Harden does because now you have been the guy. You play with Westbrook who – he is your peer. Like, there's no looking down on him or whatever. You know, John Wall is maybe not at his level. or, But, I mean, Kevin Durant, at Kevin Durant's best, I mean, James Harden has to look at him like, mm, like, we talking about MVPs. Who you really, like, Who who's really the guy? Am I really the guy? Yeah. And and a, Kyrie, a healthy Kyrie Irving, like, you got to look at him like, am I really, am I, am I the best one-on-one player in the world? Like, the, like, that's the crazy thing is the three, I think, best offensive players in the entire world, skill-wise, getting a bucket, are all on the same on team. On the same team. That's scary. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully it's not a lot of standing. but No, I hope it's not. I just feel like 
I hope they go into it with the attitude of they don't have anything to prove individually. Mm-hmm. I mean, they all have their own accolades that they've achieved. Most so definitely. hopefully they can go into this selfless oh, yeah. and with a, a, a team spirit in mind. Definitely. And I think that part comes down to, you know, Steve Nash being the coach. Hopefully he can get them on the right foot. I was going to say, you think he's the man to deal with those egos? I, w- I would hope so. I would hope that they respect him enough because his his resume speaks for itself. And I think a lot of times, as basketball players ourselves, I, I think you can you can listen to a coach when you respect what he's done and you know that he's been exactly where you've been at in the fire. Uh, so I would hope that they respect him. And like I said, I think for James Harden, he had his best years in Houston playing under Mike D'Antoni, who's an assistant for Steve Nash. You know, yeah. they got um, Mike Miller as a coach. So I think that the staff is in place for them to have success because that was one thing James Harden was worried about in Houston, obviously getting Steven Silas, who wouldn't have been his choice. And, you know, maybe, like I said, doesn't have the credentials that guys are going to respect it. Yeah. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting to say because Steve Nash seems so soft-spoken. So. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really going to boil down to your boy Kyrie. Yeah, man. Uh, Kyrie Irving. You got to love his talent and what he brings to the floor. But um, off the floor, he's a different dude. And it, in light of all the things that are going on right now, of him missing these games and the video of him being at a family party with no mask, which is that the worst thing in the world? No. But him choosing to just almost say, I'm just going to sit myself out in quarantine or whatever it is going on for him not to play yeah. is interesting. And, like, I mean, give me your take. How do you feel about where he's at and, like, you know, the the type of person? I mean, like you said, he is a different dude. I feel like you have to be – you might have to be around him to understand him. Uh, but just when I look at him from the outside looking in – I would say he's like he reminds me of an AI or a Dennis Rodman. Mm-hmm. Not to you know the extreme of Dennis Rodman, you know, going for a wrestle match. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, he, he. I just feel like he he has the attitude to where if I'm putting out on the floor, what I do off the floor shouldn't matter. Yeah, he's definitely you know a free spirit guy. You know. The stories about him saging the court and things like that, which are I think none of those things necessarily bother me. Like I said, I I me today was having a conversation with another you know Hooper that kind of has that kind of mindset. Maybe the Kyrie has is a free spirit and and doesn't constrain to norms. Is but I would say this about Kyrie: he's a hell of a player. He's super talented. He's got a chip. Obviously, he's come to Brooklyn to win, to be, you know, per se, the guy. Well, when you want to be the guy, you do have responsibility to the team, fans around you to, like, you know, strap it up and, and do it. And so I would hope that everything that's going on for him off of the court, that he finds a way to be able to handle it and compartmentalize it and then still go out and do his job because he's a hell of a player and I think everybody wants to see him out on the floor. Yeah. And my last point to that is, for him, if there's things going on in his life that he needs to handle, I don't think he should have any hesitation like stepping away from basketball. For sure. Yeah. Maya Moore decided she wasn't going to play and is 
totally like flip script and has found another purpose in life that's maybe more important than basketball. Yeah. And if that's it for Kyrie, I don't think anybody's going to say anything about it. You can feel whatever you type of way, but that's on him. Yeah, I agree. So, and now the other side of, you know, this whole Brooklyn thing is they did give up some things to get James Harden there. Yeah. So, I mean, at this point, they've, they've given up four first-round picks. They've given up 21, 2, 24, and 27 first-round picks. Four pick swaps. This is a definitely this is definitely a Brooklyn trade. Yes, we. It's so funny because Brooklyn did that. However many what was that ten years ago at this point to get KG Paul Pierce to pair with uh, Joe Johnson and was was Jason Kidd or or Dar- what Darren Williams? Yeah, with Jay yeah. Kidd coaching them. So, yeah. I mean, this is definitely a Brooklyn move. This is something that we've seen from them before. Where I mean, now you've given up a young center in Jared Allen. You giving up your young piece in Karis Levert, who's been rerouted going to Indiana, and you give up Torian Prince. So in that, like I said, you give up two defensive guys, Jared Allen, who's the anchor. Yeah. Which I think you think DeAndre Jordan can hold it down, right? I think so. Like I guess, you know, I think DeAndre Jordan can pick up the slack, KD, Kyrie, Landry. He'll be coming off the bench, but yeah, like a, they'll pick up the slack that first five, but mm-hmm. the, yeah, bench the, the is, bench is, is going to be, and they're going to have to rely on those younger guys. I mean, last night's game, um, which love Steve Nash really letting those younger guys play that end of that game with that lead coming down, and I I could see him. I would have personally not put KD in, even if we win or lose that game. Yeah. I know it might have looked bad on him, but you almost need those guys to have that experience just in case something ever does go wrong and you're without yeah. one of your three or four stars and some of these guys have to be thrust in that position. I think more of that was testing KD, though, because that was a back-to-back. Mm-hmm. So I think they were just trying to see how he would hold up. Yeah. Cause he, I mean, he decided like, hey, let me let me at least go in and you know be the decoy or you know put them in position, you know, to where now like there's New York didn't feel like they had a chance. Yeah, but definitely excited to see what they look like and what these other guys get opportunities. Obviously, Joe Harris is going to get shots. Langer Shamrock going to get shots. Bruce Brown off the bench get opportunity. Um, a smaller guard, Chris Chioza as a backup because no Dinwiddie, and that's another thing. No Spencer Dinwiddie, like, even if you lose Karis LeVert, you still got Spencer Dinwiddie. Had he been healthy, I mean, the perimeter, I, I mean, you're talking about you probably have the best perimeter in the league. It, yeah. the, the Lakers don't have a better perimeter. The Clippers don't have a better perimeter. If you take Kyrie, Spencer Dinwiddie, James Harden, you know, and the other guys off the bench, Joe Harris, I mean, it's that that's that is pure, that's firepower for sure. So what do you see for Brooklyn as far as their standing? Yeah, you mentioned they're they're sixth. I don't think they go down. I don't think you bring in a top five player and go down yeah. unless it just absolutely doesn't work. And right. then if not, then you just made the worst trade in history. <laughs> but uh, the team sitting in front of them, obviously Indiana sitting in front of them, Orlando sitting in front of them, and then you got three teams that are just as good. And I don't want to say better because if this team is at their best, I don't know if they're better, but Milwaukee, Philly, and – uh, Boston, they got a chance. I mean, I think Indiana 
will have a chance to hold because getting Karis Levert is not a uh, significant loss to having Oladipo. It's yeah. a young guy that's going to command the ball now and be able to go get you 20 every night. And Orlando, Orlando is Orlando. Orlando is just super solid. They they got Vucevic. He's going to get you 20 and 10 every single night. It's going to be difficult to guard. What can the other guys get you? So yeah. does that hold there? And I think if I'm Brooklyn, I think I'm okay if we finish fourth or fifth and we have to see in Indiana yeah. as your first-round matchup. I think that's something you can get out of. And then at that point, can they match up with a Boston? Can they match up with a Milwaukee? And then, you know, all the teams below that one, will we see Toronto climb? Like, I mean, well, I know I know we'll get to that because we, we – we, want to kind of cover the Eastern Conference teams and where everybody's at so far and now what this trade does to that side of the league. Yeah. So, I mean, starting from the bottom, the team that (laughs) – don't – please don't say cursed. Uh, Detroit. Bad boys, bad boys. NBA Cemetery. Yeah, at this point, yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's – that's sad too, man, because like the guys that are there, like I hope like Derrick Rose is fought all the way back. I don't want to see Derrick Rose in the cemetery. Like <laughs> I'm telling you. It's so great to see him back, but like I just like, dude, I, I know this is the one place you could be a starting guard, but like, no. It was cool for one year. I got this, he gotta go. I mean, he proved that, you know, he can do it. Let's get yeah. him up out of there. Yes. Let's get him up out of there. Now, the one guy that I know you might be even more sad to see, like, dying right now is Blake. It, it is sad to see, you know, a hometown hero. Uh, but, I mean, it was inevitable. He's, he's got a big frame. like Yeah, and those knees are not – he's just not as explosive anymore. Right. And it's, that's what's that's really your, sad. That's his bread and butter. Yeah. So, I mean, he tried to pick up his outside game. But I told you the place that he needs to go to kind of get it back going. Where? Oklahoma City. Uh, Come play for the home squad. Like, Yeah, I mean, he would be a good replacement for yeah. Steven Adams. Well, Steven's in, in, uh, in New Orleans now. I know. That's what I'm saying. But, but he he's was, not a five. I get that. But they kind of bruisers. Yeah. Their game is kind of similar. Okay. Yeah. Now, your other guy that you love – Jimmy Grant is, you know, out there getting to it. Man. Picking up where he left off. He's gone nothing he's done nothing but good things since Oklahoma City. Yeah, definitely has. So his stock is steady rising. Got you. Uh another team that's at the bottom um yeah. is Toronto, which is they have just been completely dismantled. Yeah, I mean, I don't know is it moving to Tampa Bay? Is it not being in Toronto? Like because this is the same team last year that took Boston to seven games and easily, you know, could have had a had a really nice finals matchup between them and Miami. So what is the problem? I mean, I I never saw it being successful. Tell me once Kawhi left. Yeah. Like I, I just didn't see it. So last year was a flu because remember 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 where they were going? They everything, were like everything was different in the bubble. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, now, I don't want to say that he can't be the guy. I'm going to say it. About Siakam? He can't be the guy. He's 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 getting 20 and 8 right now. But in the Eastern Conference with what, you know, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are doing, what Joel Beat is doing. Exactly. Like, yeah. 
But now they get twenty and they they get twenty and a quarter. Yeah. Okay. So now, but Fred Van Fleet getting you twenty, you pay him eighty four million dollars. I, I got to go get me twenty every night. But that, is it? That's not enough. Kyle Lowry's getting nineteen. Twenty from your that's that's your top. Someone that's 20, where you cap I mean, out. Your top guys getting twenty. Yeah, that's you can't a, expect to win with that. Yeah. I mean, they did lose some other pieces. They, I mean, they lost significant. Losing Serge and Marc Gasol yeah. is clearly now. Yeah, Chris those Boucher, are, the young huge. kid, they got it. He's he's picking it up. He's yeah. got a chance to, you know, most improved one G League player, defensive player of the year two years ago. So, but I mean, yeah, losing Serge and a and a Mark, that's huge. Yeah, that takes away your whole that they that, stretch the floor out. Yeah, and they were bigger size guys that can stretch the floor. So it takes away your physical presence and the fact that you have two international, like, like smarter players. That, yeah. So it's, I, I would hope that they can still get to the bottom part of the East because they're, I think they're dangerous because, you know, two little pit bulls can play and if Siakam steps up the way he did in the finals, they got a chance. But I mean, now in terms of them being where they were at last year and the year before, I don't think we'll see that from them. It's definitely early, but mm. I, I don't see them uh, making that comeback. Yeah, and then the two teams above them or three teams above them, Washington, Chicago, and Cleveland, kind of expect them to be there. I think Cleveland's still some pieces away. I think once they can move on from Drummond and some of these other contracts and Kevin Love that they picked up. Ooh, wait, that Drummond. I, you know, that's my guy, too. Just watching his highlights, I'm like, you would think he had had never played basketball. Oh yeah, that one play that that's that might be Shaq in the full MVP for the whole year. And that was at the start of the season. He, yeah. What was he doing? He threw the ball like <laughs> you would have thought he was with the Harlem Globetrotters. Come yeah, on, I Dre. I don't know what he was doing. He thought he was in the backyard playing with his little brother or something. Yeah, and then obviously Washington. I feel for that man, Brad Beal, going to get sixty and still not. He, he putting in some work. Man, is he? Is he, he must have is heard he? our conversation about him and Donovan. Yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up. So, what do you think about Brad Beal now? Nah, he he got to do more than that. I, I yeah, believe he, Brad Beal. I believe he's leading. Piece. I want to say he's leading the league in scoring. Okay. He he is at, and it's not even close. He's leading the league in scoring at 34.9. CJ McCollum is next. Hold on. My bad. We're gonna get to our Western Conference the next yeah, episode. No, but chill, 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 chill. Man, yeah. And then um, Zach Levine, twenty seven point seven. I mean, it's an unusual year. It is an unusual beginning. I, I'll say that much. Mm-hmm. But but it's funny. Both of those two guys are guys that I think to me those are guys that need to be the second piece on a really good team. You you get a Brad Beal with somebody else that's maybe even better than him. Or a Zach Levine on a, on another team like those are guys that when they get their twenty five their twenty five is very impactful because yeah. of that the fact they're hitting shots you know they can knock down mid ranges it's not so much ISO they're just happen to be the guys that get a lot of shots on really bad teams yeah. I would love to see two of those guys them two be in different spots or people want to come to them I've watched uh, Bradley Bill get his numbers I've never actually seen Zach Levine like. Is he high volume? He was in the school of everybody else because he actually works out with Brad Bill and uh, the trainer Drew Hanlon. So he he has a staple of those guys where his game is very similar to Brad, but he's obviously a top flight athlete. 
Zach Levine is a very, very polished scorer. He can score at all three levels, and he has good defensive versatility that he gets in the passing lane and gets steals. He has gotten better not being so much of a volume scorer. It's just Chicago has never really been – they just don't have enough. So yeah. every single night once he gets his, it just there's not enough to go with him. It's just kind of sad because mm. it's kind of along the lines of the Knicks. Like you feel like both these yeah. teams have huge backgrounds – it's like you can only imagine that the arena is just deflated, like yeah. that aura is just not there anymore. Yeah, definitely. Now, like I said, the watching the Knicks and Nets last night, you know, getting to play in Madison Square Garden, you know, it the Garden is the Garden. It has that feel, but you know, it's just not the same. Obviously, yeah. our fans, but uh, a guy that we both got a chance to see that we're gonna shout him out again, boy Julius Randall's putting in work. Definitely is so. He did look a little gassed, though. Oh, yeah. Now, I, the thing is, I want to say he's playing one of the higher amount of minutes in the league because I looked at stats. He's played 40 minutes again last night, and that's – I hope that – I got, like I said, a chance to watch him this summer, and you did too, but just seeing him work out, like, I mean, he definitely put in the work to be ready. He had a longer offseason. I don't see the Knicks being the Knicks, but I hope that it can last, and I hope that they figure out a ways to um, maximize – you know, and get the continue to get the best out of him because, like I said, his numbers are good. He's shooting a good percentage, and I hope that he can stay at this level and continues to progress because I think he could be not necessarily the guy for the Knicks, but I think as they start to keep building, I think he'll get a chance to have his, you know, his shine before maybe the Knicks bring in, like, you know, whoever high-dollar superstar will decide that they can handle that New York life. Really? If if anybody ever decides that. I, that's what I was about to say. I, he might have to be the guy because I don't see anybody making that transition. Yeah. I mean, he he he, he might have to. Now, like I said, the, the Eastern Conference, it, I don't think it's any more that the East was, you know, so long the West was so dominant, you know, outside whoever the one good team in the East. Like, the East is very tough. I still think West is dominant. Just, the, West, just the, the West is dominant, but I just – I think the – um. I just think the the bad teams in the East are just worse than the teams in the West. That's normally the case. Yeah. So I could agree with that. Because even even well, I don't know. Because I just feel like after the top three, I don't see any of them competing. Well, I throw Brooklyn in there. Yeah, you got to have four now. Yeah, four. Yeah. So yes, and it's very different. That's and that's one thing I definitely would like to cover when we talk about the West is talk about the one the longevity of having teams that were um, that of that one through eight of it being so competitive um, versus how the East has not necessarily been like that. It's always been kind of one through four, one through five. And, you know, you get what you get. Now we're saying there's four, there is one team that is sitting, you know, two games below eighth place in the Miami heat that I'm kind of worried about. What? Yeah. What, what's going on with that? Just having a slow start, huh? So one thing the OG, you know, Pops brought up, losing Derrick Jones, I didn't know was going to hurt them like that. Yeah. They lose Jay Crowder, so you lose two of your bigger, longer defensive versatility guys. You bring in Avery Bradley. Avery Bradley does what Jay Crowder does, but he's not. He's only 6'4". Right. At Jay Crowder being 6'6", 6'7". I didn't realize he was 6'4". Who Avery Bradley? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's only yeah, he's six three, six four. He ain't. You thought he was smaller than that? Yeah. Oh, I mean, he's he's, he's not. He's bigger than six two. He's I mean six three, six four. When I see Avery Bradley. I see you. I okay, he was, he's 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 much bigger than me. I didn't I've, realize. I've that. seen him. Yeah, he's 
So that helps. But like I said, Jimmy really does have to be the guy. And I think Miami kind of sold on the fact that they thought there was a chance that they could get Giannis. But I think Mm -hmm. you do that knowing that it's not like he was going to necessarily be a free agent this year. Like, I mean, he he had the one more year left. So you you clear the space in the capital, but to to not be able to get – have the team that you need to have for this season to yeah. get back. Of course, we don't. You know, he might have been telling them everything they wanted to hear. So mm. we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. But it is kind of sad to see. Yeah. Because after the year they had, you would think now it, inter- it would continue. An interesting point that was brought up to me was that Miami was built to for the bubble. Like the, the amount of toughness they had, just the ability just to be able to scrap games out because yeah. it was a shorter, more condensed time mm-hmm. they were able to do. Then you see at the end, obviously, Jimmy ran out of gas right. because they were able to play harder than everybody. But now that productivity, like, and I'm looking at the numbers, they are, it looks like they're mightily struggling. I mean, Hero's getting you 17. That's great. You want him to take that jump. Yeah. But Jimmy getting you 15 right now is not going to cut it. That's not going to cut it. So he's supposed to be leading the way. Yeah, I mean, a, a Jimmy Butler, we expect an MVP. Jimmy is supposed to be getting you somewhere in the twenty-two to twenty-four range. What are his other numbers though? Assistant five rebounds. and five, and that see that ain't gonna cut it. If you're getting seventeen, I I need fifteen and fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> so he he, I mean, I would think at this point, Jimmy and or Bam should be kind of flirting with more triple double numbers, and Bam is only getting seventeen, nine, and five. Yeah. For someone you just gave a max extension. I'm like we talked about you Toronto getting twenty, twenty, and nineteen. I'm expecting Jimmy to get his twenty two. Yeah. Expecting Bam to get his twenty. I'm expecting Hero to get eighteen, Duncan fifteen behind it to where now you got real balance yeah. scoring for what they do have offensively. Yeah. So when I'm looking at a guy like Goron getting, you know, fourteen, like, hold on now, like this is the same dude that was getting me eighteen in the finals. Mm-hmm. So what's going on? Yeah, that's an interesting point that you made though, that they were built for the bubble. And then in that condensed season. Another guy that, and I don't know, like I said, we don't, I don't, I can't speculate, but Kendrick Nunn, how he started off last year. He's only played five games, he's playing 12 minutes. Like, you, you got guys, you got Iguodala, you got Leonard, like they. His minutes were kind of scarce in the bubble, too, though. Yeah. I mean, so I, I hope that what he did to start the year wasn't a fluke in that because people didn't really know his game that now. You know, because like I said, and even in the finals when he came back and they inserted him, and we saw like, okay, this is what we saw in the regular season. I hope they can get that back. Yeah, because they're going to need every piece they can get to be able to elevate them and put them at this one just back in the playoffs. Luckily, it's early and they still got a chance to turn it around. Definitely. Um, you know, we'll see where. Um, I think New York has a chance to actually make it. I don't think Charlotte and Atlanta are that much better than New York. No. Not at all. So now Charlotte, I do like. I do like Charlotte's team. They 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 starting to figure it out, ain't they? Yeah, like it, like I said, those young guys. <laughs> Surprisingly, I mean, yeah. And like I said, we were. I don't know if you were. I I was kind of dogging Terry Rozier for letting Graham come in and kind of get his minutes, but I think now they figured that they could both play together. I think he's comfortable now. He's like, okay, yeah. Devon is going to be out here with me. I don't have to worry about competing with him so much anymore. So now, like, we kind of see that Terry Rozier that you kind of saw in in Boston. Yeah. So. 
I feel like Charlotte's like Denver a couple years ago when they were just young and hungry. Yes, and they had all the young pieces, and it just was going to take some time. And I hope um, – yeah. I don't really know much about the coach. I know he came and coached under Pop, but with the three guards they got, including Lamelo, who – I was I wanted to get to him because <laughs> that rookie of the year talk is starting early. Now that he already got that triple double, triple double, he's the youngest player to ever have a triple double. It's starting real early, but but I don't want to take away from what James Wiseman and Anthony Edwards, and so we'll cover them because they're on the west side. But yeah. I I'm very glad that you know, immense of all the thing, the off season, the the that the thing about the draft was one, two, and three, and that all three of them are performing because that's what you want. You want the young stars to like kind of play at that kind of level because that's what's going to keep the league, you know, at a high level when guys like KD and Braun are done. Which I don't ever. It's gonna be sad, but then one day, you know, somebody's reign will end. It's going to be somebody else's time to rise. Yeah, you know, I was watching the game earlier, and I was just looking at the floor and I'm just like it's real like they looking real young out there. Mm-hmm. The league is definitely changing. Yeah. And so you're waiting for one of these guys to ascend to that superstar level. And I like I said, I would hope with the the top three guys this year, the guys from last year, that there are some guys that are, you know, here to stay. You know, so and and there definitely are. But I would getting back to New York if Julius can keep up this pace and they can get somebody else behind him, I think they got a chance. Because Atlanta, Bogdan Bogdanovich is going to be out for a while. Trey's going to do what Trey does. I I'm, I'm haven't got a chance to see them as much. I hope I haven't seen – you know, I don't know what kind of impact Rondo's having. Ron, Rondo's not uh, – it almost seems it's like Rondo needed L.A. and L.A. didn't need Rondo. Yeah, like interesting. Well, I mean, so far Ronald's only played in two games, so that's an issue, right? Trey's getting twenty four. Collins is getting sixteen. Hunter, who you drafted, getting sixteen. Red. I mean, all those rookies are really kind of along the same level, like as far as points and their stats. Mm. There's really no, not really any separation. Yeah, I mean it's. But when I just look at this team, this team is not a team constructed to still make it. I mean, but, I'm just that. But that's been Atlanta. Yeah, that's how their roster's been for the last few years. Because now, even looking at Bogdan Bogdanovich being hurt, I don't know that bringing him in. If and I still don't understand the logic of you went to a team that was worse to where yeah, you might not have got as many shots, but you had a chance to go to Milwaukee. And really compete like there's you were maybe the last piece that they needed. It was, you know, Bogdan like completing what they got with getting Holiday, him having another guy to space the floor out because they give up DiVincenzo and hopefully Giannis stepping up. That's yeah. essentially what they needed to get over the hump. It really makes you wonder mm-hmm. what, what the motive was. Well, I mean, that whole thing about the 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 leak or slipping of it, I mean, that makes it hard. But I mean, it's interesting. Definitely. And then now you now now he's hurt. Yeah. So. Yeah, and then the last thing that you know talk about is like Charlotte is uh, I love their team. You know, Miles Bridges, young guy, looks good. PJ Washington looks good. Obviously, Lamelo's getting a chance to do his thing. Uh, I like the two the twin brothers. Caleb and Cody Martin from Nevada. So, did Gordon get hurt? 
Or he, he's just out for you no, know. no, no. He's 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 been back. He he. I think he missed two games. Yeah. He had a forty. He had a forty-two game, and then I want to say I want to say he's been rolling. Let me let's let's. What was the two games for though? No, he did get hurt. Okay. Like he like that's what. Oh I well, no. Well, I guess he it's twelve games played, twelve games started. So I guess he didn't end up missing any time with that, mm. which has been good because he's getting them twenty-two a game. I mean, Rozier's getting them nineteen a game. Getting twelve from PJ and then Devontae Graham getting eleven. Like to be playing thirty two minutes, you're gonna get them more than eleven. Yeah. Cause at this point Lonzo's getting you the same eleven point seven. Question is, do they have another gear? I think they Cause, do. Because you're gonna have to need you're gonna need another gear for that second half of the season. I, I think they do, because I think the the good thing about them having young guys is them being able to play and like kind of throw kind of similar bodies out there and it, it, I think we both know it's going to be on Gordon. Mm. They get Zeller back. That's going to be good. They'll have they have a true center down there that can you know wall up and block shots and be there defensively. But is Gordon Hayward Gordon Hayward? Right now we're getting we're getting good Gordon. We're getting if we're getting twenty two out of Gordon and he's played every single game, you can take that. That's all. That's all you can ask for him right now. Yeah. So if he, if he can pick that up and get get that up to twenty four a game, twenty five a game, they got a chance. We rooting for you, Gordon. Yeah. So he he might get more love than anybody on this freaking show. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Man, I just love him from college, man. Yeah. He was a dog. Yeah. But the guy that we need to give the most credit before we leave this episode at this point, Kevin Durant. I'm sorry. I had to circle back to him. I said it last episode. Well, we're going to say it again. Best score in the league. Sheesh. That was so efficient last night. His mid-range. Easy. Man. He's so long. He doesn't even see the defender. No, not at all. And I love I love the defensive versatility. I love that he actually competes on the defensive end and, like, that he don't just give up stuff like, you know, him being slight of frame. You're right. It's about time. I wish he had that attitude at O-City. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, love the, I love the humbleness. I love the fact that he's, you know, here to compete. Um, I think he knows where his body's at. I don't see him doing, trying to do too much, but still playing his game and still trying to go out there and win. And like I said, their performance three or four nights ago to be down 18 to Denver and bring them back 34 points, 13 assists, nine rebounds. It's a big deal. And then, you know, last night, you know, Brooklyn, New York game, you show up, you go get 30, you efficient, you take a rest, let the young guys get it. Okay. I need to come in and, you know, close it out. Do what you got to do. He's definitely making a statement. Mm-hmm. He's back. Yeah, and that's what you want out of your star players. I can't wait for the matchup of him and Braun and, you know, some of these other games and, like, the Clippers when, you know, it, it starts to get, you know, where guys are really trying to get into a rhythm around a form and everybody's going to play. Yeah. So this is the type of basketball I think we've all been waiting for is when, you know, the games get good, you know, everybody's trying to play their guys so they can get in a rhythm and get a feel. You know, once you start getting closer to the all-star break, you back off of it, try to ramp it up again, and then, you know, start to try to – finalize the the lineups, you know, before you get to the playoffs. So I think we're starting to get to that good part of basketball once, you know, once you get past the Super Bowl and all that. So. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Definitely. But, man, it's the Eastern Conference. You know what it is. NBA basketball, we're going to cover it. Western Conference next. Yeah, Western Conference next. We'll touch on the college kids. We got to kind of let them so much moving parts with that. We'll We'll eventually – We'll cover them at some point. We'll show y'all some love, young bucks. Yeah. So you already know what to do. Follow your boy on Instagram. B underscore great. K 
Follow your boy. Witness your moment. Your, you are. Man, get at that Twitter. See the floor underscore. Man, till next time, y'all. We out. See life like you see the floor.